Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is your host, Crimson, and you're listening to another episode of the Catching Up with Crimson podcast. Thanks for joining me today. So, I know we got Easter coming up, and I don't want to take up a lot of everybody's time, so this episode is going to be kind of a quick one. Just going to do my basic stuff, like how I go through, um, you know, just some notes for today, and um, kind of recap on what's happened within the um, fandom world, if you will, over the past week. Or actually, not even the past week, to be honest. It's um, since Tuesday since I dropped that episode. So, yeah, let's get um, let's get right into it, and you know, we'll get into some to some of uh, today's notes, right? So, like I said, we got Easter coming up. Today's what Good Friday, right? So, you know, anybody that celebrates Easter, you know, I hope you guys have have a safe and a sanitary uh, Easter this Sunday. It's a lot of S's right there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so today we'll go ahead and get into the notes, like I said, and, um, today's episode is actually going to be, it's going to be a weird one because, um, I, there's some things like I want to cover with everybody. So, um, I know I've already touched on Marvel and the DC, um, you know, universes as far as like their movies. Um, but hopefully soon I'll be able to get into like something that's like kind of, kind of my baby. Um, is like the Harry Potter universe, right? So um, I got a couple, I got a note on that today. Um, I also, you know what's crazy is um, today I actually picked up, or didn't pick up, the mail actually, <laughs> the mail lady, um, she actually dropped off for my pops, my Funko pops today. And it was pretty cool because um, I, I kind of forgot that they were coming, but there's some of my favorite characters in, in um in like all like fandom world right so for the first one that i ordered it was a red hood funko pop and that one i i um i remember showing my wife and i was like hey like i was like i'm getting this like i didn't even ask i was like hey i was like look at like you know this is the one i'm getting that's red hood is my favorite dc character and probably my favorite just character overall you know jason todd is just such a badass um so i was i was super excited to get that one so that one i'm probably gonna have to put it somewhere on my desk to be honest i gotta make some room here soon because uh, i just want to look at it because he just looks so cool but um i got all of these funkos uh these these pops actually from the um oh what was it called the pop in a box uh website so if you guys ever try to um you know start collection start your little collection um that's that's a website that i just started using i'm actually going to start subscribing to them so they can give you like little mystery pops here and there um so i'm I'm looking forward to that but yeah so i got my i got my four pops um that came in one of them like i said was red hood the other two were characters from the harry potter universe that kind of um are not so much one of them but for sure this this one which is uh which is uh severus snape um, I finally got a hold of his his pop, so that that was pretty cool. It looks exactly like him. It's just it's so cool. Um, and then the other one is um, ah, not not Lupin. It's um, it's a it's Sirius Black. So I was you know I'm I'm trying to get all the Marauders uh you know the little group together. Um, I got I know Lupin's on. I think he's on like a pre order right now. And then um, I got Wormtail. And so after that, all I need is prongs, and yeah, yeah. So I got I got two out of the four right now. So I'm looking looking forward to the other one, and then another special one, which is exciting as heck to me, is because I haven't seen it anywhere. Is um is this is character is this character from Game of Thrones, right? <clears throat> so this character, I've never seen this pop. And when I saw it on the website, I was like, oh, man, here we go. Like, I like I got to get this one. And plus, it was only like 10 bucks. But this one right now is sitting on top of my Xbox because he's just so big. I don't know where to put him. And I got so many dang pops. I'm just like, oh, man, like, oh, I got to make some room. <laughs> but um, this character is the mountain. And it's not the mountain before he gets that little transformation crap done to him. This is the mountain with his mask off right before the whole Clegane Bowl. You remember on the... On the um, I think it was what the fourth episode or the fifth episode of the eighth season of Game of Thrones when he's about to fight uh, Sandor, his brother. So it's him with his mask off. He's got like the black, the um, like the black uniform for for when he um, when he took that vow of silence silence for the queen. So yeah, I, that one was super exciting. It's huge as as heck. I think it's actually as big as my Thanos one with the with the Infinity Gauntlet on. So yeah, I was really excited to get that one. 
But yeah, like I said, I think all in all, it probably cost me about like 40 bucks and then like another four bucks for shipping. So 44 out the door and that that mountain, the mountain character was just was well worth probably I would have paid like 20 bucks for him. Um, and that Red Hood one was well worth the money too. So the fact that I got my favorite character from Harry Potter, which was Severus Snape, and I got Harry's Godfather, which is, you know, um, Sirius Black, it just, it's, it's dope. De- definitely worth the money. But enough about my pops. Um, like I said, we're going to get into some notes. Sorry, I, I get a little excited because I, I started collecting, um, about like two years ago, I think, and I'm probably over 40 pops, 50 pops by now. I haven't even started counting them but i got them all over my wall so yeah it's something something i'm a little passionate about so <laughs> there's my little six minute rant about <laughs> funko pops um but yeah so getting into some notes today um for any of you witcher fans i haven't seen it and i've been meaning to get around to it i, I gotta finish attack on titan first but for any of you witcher fans as you know henry cavill is um he plays like the the lead character in there um i guess season two just finished wrapping so we got that look to look forward to um something that i actually just got done watching i should probably do a review about this movie um here soon but the godzilla versus kong movie oh my god dude so i saw the first two in theaters the first one i remember i i just didn't see i remember watching these movies when i was a kid right um like, I remember watching all the older ones with, like, the horrible animation. Even the the King Kong ones, I remember watching them. My mom used to put them on for us. And, um, and it was, it was, it was cool because, like, you're, like, they're monsters, right? And as a boy, I, I kind of, like, gravitated toward that word. You know, I just, anything that destroyed and destructs, like, I was watching it, right? So, I remember watching those as a kid. And when I saw the first Godzilla that had came out for like this new um this new batch of like series that they have going on not the one with Matthew Broderick which I love by the way I don't know why he gets so much hate could be the the animation for it but either way this Godzilla movie that what came out in like 2014 or something that movie it kind of let me down because it had like a lot of like um like human interaction and I was like all right well this is cool but I wanted something, you know, a little more like with Godzilla. And I think in that movie, I only saw Godzilla or we only saw Godzilla. I don't know, maybe like once or twice throughout the whole movie. And it wasn't even for that long. So it's kind of like his origin. And we were just like, all right, dude, like if you don't know who Godzilla is by now, like you're living underneath the underneath the rock. So anyway, so we're, so I didn't really care for that one. But the second one that had came out um I, I liked it, The King of Monsters. I liked it. I liked how Mothra helped out at the end. Um, it, it was a good, good movie. Less, less human interaction, but this Godzilla versus Kong. Um, both fights that Godzilla and Kong had were epic. Like they were just so good. It was this movie had very, very little human interaction. It was more about the fights, which I thought was phenomenal. Um, and then there's a. I, I'm not gonna say it just yet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait. But there's a bigger fight. That's a third fight towards the end. Um, and if you guys know, you know, just, you know, just don't spoil it for anybody else. Cause this is a huge movie. Um, and I'm a, I'm gonna give it a, about till next Tuesday or Monday when I do my next podcast, um, to, to talk about it more or whenever I do the review actually, but man, like that last fight was, was so freaking dope. Like it was, it was everything you needed in a monster clash film. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the next one. King Kong. Um, I watched Skull Island, um, his little movie, and I remember the one that Peter Jackson, the director for the Lord of the Rings did back in like, what, 04 with Naomi Watts, and I loved that one, I loved that King Kong movie, but that Skull Island didn't really meet my expectations, I think, because I loved that other one so much, but man, he redeemed himself in this movie, so, you know, shout out to, shout out to Peter, uh, not Peter Jackson, but shout out to this Godzilla universe that they just started um with all the monsters and everything i can't wait to see what you know what happens next um what else do we got in today's news oh um so tomorrow the 3rd of april which is going to be a saturday um there's a there's a space jam the legacy that trailer drops tomorrow so i'll I'll be giving a little review on it on my next podcast as well if you guys don't know yet that space jam movie actually comes out the 16th of july so another summer movie and it from the looks of it, 
it, it looks all right. It looks it looks good. I'm definitely gonna watch it. It's gonna be on HBO Max. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna watch it. Um, I I love the first one, and as you know, the first one had Michael Jordan in it. Um, and the first one was so good, but it was only good for its time. Like I feel like if you watch it now, you'll see like Michael Jordan's acting was like shit, pretty much. Like it it just it wasn't it sucked. Like he would like just pop his head up and be like, "What's really going on, man?" And then he would have just like quick one lines and, you know, or just little dialogues. And I don't know, it, it was good. It was good for the time. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this one. Maybe LeBron James puts a spin on it and, you know, just makes it into a really, really good movie. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. What else is there? Oh, uh, Mortal Kombat, actually, which is going to be. Um, well, it was supposed to be released within like what the next like two weeks, I think it was going Yeah, it was going to be released in on the um, on the 16th, but now it's going to be released on the 23rd. And it seems like a lot of these movies got pushed back a week, like the Venom and Car- Venom, uh, Let There Be Carnage that got pushed back a week as well. So I'm wondering what's going on in the in- entertainment world. Maybe they're looking um, for like an I-, I don't even know, to be honest, but so- something's going on that all these movies are getting pushed back a week. So I'm not, not sure what's going on there. But yeah, stay tuned for that for sure. Um, for all of you DC fans, there's a concept art that was just revealed by Zack Snyder for Jon Stewart's character that that dropped. And it was this dude from, I guess, a show or a movie called SWAT. And it's uh, his name is Wayne T. Carr. And man, that... That thing, that concept art, like, oh, I can't wait for for John Stewart to make his debut into the DC extended or the uh, the DC EU. It's it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be something that a lot of Green Green Lantern fans are gonna be looking forward to, and and it's pretty cool too because they're kind of stepping away from Hal Jordan, which we saw um, in the Green Lantern film with Ryan Reynolds. So they're gonna be um, focusing on John Stewart, who was the Marine, and it it'll be dope. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. To get into some Harry Potter news, well, not Harry Potter, but the Fantastic Beasts universe. Um, apparently there's this new Malfoy that's gonna be in the um in Fantastic Beasts three. Um, as we know, Johnny Depp is currently out of that movie. He got replaced with the um oh, I can't remember the dude's name. It was a dude from Rogue One. Um, he played um, oh, it was something Urso. I can't remember his freaking name right now, but he played um, um, what's it? What's it, what's her name? Jin Urso's father, I believe. Um, but he's gonna be replacing uh, Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but as far as this new Malfoy character. I tried to do some research on MuggleNet, and I also tried to do some research on just the um, like the Wikipedia, but for the like the fandom um, for the Harry Potter universe, and I couldn't find anything. So I'm guessing that this is a whole new character that that was never ever you know mentioned or talked about in any way, shape, or form. Um, but her name is gonna or their name. I'm not. I think it's a female. I'm not too sure. Um, but their name is gonna be Polaris N D Malfoy. So. I'm wondering if the ND has something to do with like their their maiden name by any chance, or maybe um, I, I don't know, maybe just just some other name that they might go by. Uh, maybe that's a little hint. But I do like how they're keeping like the names kind of like astronomical. So like Sirius, Andromeda, Bellatrix, those are all like astronomical names, and their and Polaris is obviously one of them too. So I'm I'm curious to see how that's gonna be. Um, real quick, I'm gonna talk about the Falcon and Winter Soldier. So um i'm gonna probably gonna give a review on it like how i did episodes one and two so i'll just lightly brush on episode three um but episode three was seriously all about um about sharon carter and baron zemo um i personally was looking forward to another little face off with zemo and winter soldier but it doesn't look like we're gonna get it at this point uh sharon carter is still a fugitive on the run she's looking for a redemption um, looks like her and Sam are going to do some teaming up to like get her name back so she can go back to the States. For right now, it um it it's it's kind of looking like both ways, whether they, you know, they just started it. So we it could go whether the U.S. is going to let her go back or they're kind of just like, nah, stay where you're at type deal. Um, but the super soldier serum was recreated and they find out it's by some dude that's been living in this Connex. And um, by Dr. Nagel, I think he was, and um, he was recruited by the CIA. So you, we get a little snippet of him. Um, something happens to him, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said about Zemo, 
I was looking forward to him being a bad guy, but man, like nothing's really happened with him that he's, you know, that he's kind of taking on that that bad guy mantle like how he did in Civil War. He's more like He's definitely rogue, definitely doing his own thing, but he's kind of, he's helping out with everybody, you know, with Sam and, and Buck, and he knows his place like it seems, right? Um, if you guys seen the show already, it just dropped last night, um, but he, he knows his place, and they'll be like, shut up, and, you know, he listens, and he 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 went rogue on one mission where he kind of did his own thing, and then they he reeled back in, came, pulled up with the car, and was like, hey, you guys ready to go? Um, but Sharon, dude, Sharon is just, she's, she's, she's holding her own in this show. Um, if you guys remember in the Civil War movie, um, she would just get her at her, she was getting her ass handed to her by the Winter Soldier, as almost anybody would, but at this point, um, there were some bounty hunters that were looking for the team, you know, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and Zemo, and man, like, it, it was just, it was, it was really dope to watch her, like, go against, like, 10 plus people, and just whoop all their asses pretty much. So that that was a that was a good change in scenery um for her. You know what I was thinking I saw this post is um is where the heck is Rocket for this whole Battle Stars name? Like you remember how when um Rocket was giving Taserface shit about his name, right? Um we seriously need that for this Battle Star dude. Like we just need Rocket to just come out of the woodworks and just be like, you know, make a little cameo. You'd be like, Battlestar? What kind of stupid-ass name is Battlestar? Um, God, dude, I, I hate that name. I hate both of those, or I just hate that character right now. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, you're not a sidekick. You're just here for the show, whatever. <laughs> but, um, oh, something that happened at the end, actually, was that was pretty dope. Um, a member of Wakanda actually makes an appearance. And it looks like she's that, that um one of those... Uh, with like a guardian or like a bodyguard, the one that was in Winter Soldier, the the one that tells Natasha, oh, move, or you're going to be moved. And um, yeah, so she makes an appearance and she's like, where's Zemo at? And she talks to the Winter Soldier because he kind of notices like some little traces left and, you know, like those little beads that they had on their wrist. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to we're gonna see something with Wakanda and um, that's going to throw a little monkey wrench in, in this whole thing. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's pretty much, I think that's pretty much it for today's notes. We brushed up on the Falcon and Winter Soldier and, you know, kind of talked about a couple things in the fandom world today. Um, let's get right into the topic of today, right? So the topic of today, I was kind of debating on whether I wanted to do something involving aliens or something involving, um, my top 10 favorite MCU moments. Um, but I was thinking, I was like, you know what, everybody always does this, this, this thing about, you know, hey, if you're trapped on an island, you know, what five albums would you bring? And I switched up that albums to what five superhero movies would I bring with me? And I'm like, all right, you know, so I started, started pondering over that, started making a couple notes and I was like, okay, well, you know, we can, we can do something with this, definitely do something with this. So I'm going to go through with, with you guys. Um, if I was trapped on an island, what five superhero movies would I bring with me? All right. So for my number five, um, I know this is kind of it's kind of off the wall. You know, it's kind of a little bit little unorthodox, I guess, if you will, because I don't know how many people actually consider this movie a superhero movie. But I went ahead and went with Mystery Men, the movie that came out in 1999. Now, bear with me, all right? I know what you're thinking. Like, man, Mystery Man, what the, what, what kind of superhero movies are you watching? Um, Mystery Men was fun to watch as a kid. Um, so you got this villain, Casanova Frankenstein. You got this hero, Captain Amazing, which is kind of like Captain America, but with all kinds of, like, NASCAR endorsements on him. <laughs> um, it That movie was just so fun to watch, guys. Like, I'm not sure if... If Ben Stiller made this movie way better, or if um, what was his name? William H Maisie, I think his name was, the, who plays the shoveler, made that movie way better, or if it would have been worse without them. But I I freaking love this movie. Um, it's a band of misfits, and there's dudes named the Blue Raja who doesn't even wear any blue on him. Um, the Bowler, the Shoveler, the Invisible Boy, um, Spleen, which is played by um Pee Wee Herman. Uh, oh geez, Paul Rubens, I think that's his name, in right? Yeah, Paul Rubens, um, and and Furious, which is Ben Stiller, and they go against like just all kinds of like different, 
different like trials and in enemies and the way that they beat these enemies asses like like okay so like the blue raja right he throws freaking forks all right that's like his his whole thing is cutlery <laughs> uh the invisible boy um which is played by kel mitchell i think his name is the dude from keenan and kel um he's only invisible if nobody's looking at him and so i, I don't know like like i said this furious is supposed to be which is played by ben stiller He's supposed to be this dude who gets, when he's super mad, he gets like this superhero, you know, superhuman strength. Um, I don't know, dude. It, the whole movie, my brothers and I used to watch it a lot as a kid. We had the VHS and it was like on repeat, like the summer of 2000 and 2001. Um, so, or maybe just 2001 actually. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fun to watch, man. And I could watch that movie all the time. Um, the way that they get help from this mysterious dude named the sphinx uh the sphinx and um the dr heller who who makes weapons but he doesn't make weapons that kill people i don't know it, uh, i guess you just gotta watch it to really understand but it if you if you watch it i i promise like somebody out of 10 people at least five of them will like it it's, it's a funny movie it's it's ironic about the whole superhero thing um because they're they're just normal people but they're trying to be you know superheroes but but yeah, so, so yeah, that's my number five pick is Mystery Men. Now for my number four, I went a little deeper with this one. Now this movie I actually just recently watched. I think I watched it within like the past six months and I've probably watched it twice. Um, but I'm going to start off with a little quote that you might remember from or you might know from this movie. Um, but it's uh, it's remember, remember the 5th of November. And if any of you guys know that, that quote, that quote is from one of, honestly, one of the best comic book movies I've probably ever seen, um, which is V for Vendetta. Now, I know it's not exactly a superhero movie because he's kind of like, he's more, V is more along the lines of like an anti-hero, right? But that movie, it I'm just going to throw it in with superheroes, right? So that movie was just was freaking dope um it, and for those of you who don't really know um it's a huge recommendation of mine watch the movie I, I believe it's on hbo max too um but that movie it was like it was set in the future right and i believe it's in like the british um like the united kingdom or something oh fun fact I actually found this out um when i was watching this movie it was it was written by the um wachowski brothers who are actually females. I think their names are like Lana and Lily or something. I don't know why I never even thought to look up their name. But the Wachowski brothers, as we know, um, I think they they um, helped direct and write the um, the Matrix Reloaded movie, if I'm not mistaken, which which was a dope which was a dope movie. Um, yeah, but anyways, um, so getting into V for Vendetta, um, we got Hugo Weaving as V, Natalie Portman as Evie. And John Hurt as the, um, I, oh, I think he's the tyrant. I can't remember his name. Um, but he, he's the tyrant in that movie. And Evie's kind of like this normal person going through the world. She works for um, for like some broadcasting company that's controlled by their government. And, um, oh, what, what was the government's name? It was like Norse Fire Party, I think it was. So, something something like that. But, um this 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 government right has been pretty much controlling their their whole um like everything like they control the media they control what people read they they're just all over the place right as far as like the control goes and there's this cop whose name's Eric and the cop he's been charged to find this this V character and if if you guys watch this movie the cops, you'll notice that they like the cop starts picking up on like little tidbits here and there, right? The cop is like, like, oh, like, well, this doesn't make sense. Like, oh, like he has like these meetings with like the government, and he's like, well, he's like, that's that's not right. Like, you, you can just see it in his face. He doesn't come out and say it because you know there's other people around him that are kind of getting in trouble for not doing as like they're asked. But V is just you know he he'll go make appearances and he'll hack into like their their broadcasting system or yeah he'll hack into like their broadcasting systems. And like he'll just he'll go make his appearances, and the whole world is like, "Who's this V character? Who's this V?" He was played by Hugo Weaving, like I said, who also is in the Matrix, and um, he plays um, Agent Smith in the Matrix, which is a, which was a 
dope casting for him. He's also in Lord of the Rings. I think he plays Lord Elrod, Elrod or something. Oh, I can't remember. Um, but it's Liv Tyler's dad in um, Lord of the Rings. Um, but yeah, so it, movie. This movie's dope, dude. It's all about overthrowing the government. It's all about um, about being awoken with like your third eye type deal. Um, as far as you know, not being a sheep in the world and to think outside the box. Um, but it that cop, like I was saying, he starts questioning everything, and he ends up kind of agreeing with what with what V is doing and kind of seeing that side. And it's just it's such a good movie, you guys. I I really recommend it for anybody who who likes movies about um, about like mind control and throwing something over. Um, so let me see here. Okay, so number three. <laughs> Um, some of you guys might laugh at, at this pick, um, but my number three pick is, is the mask. And I swear, like, I, I, I really did think about this list, right? I, I put some thought into it and I was like, dude, like the, like, like the mask was a superhero to me. The mask was like, was a huge part of my childhood. And, and I just, me personally, I love Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is a phenomenal actor. He's he's great at almost everything that he does. Um, I you know there, there's been a couple things that I was just like eh, like the Truman Show. I it was good. Um, the the Majestic it it was good. Um, the number twenty three it was alright. Um, I, I I love his funny side obviously more than his serious side. Um, but. Overall, this this movie is it's it's probably my one of my top ten favorite movies ever. Um, so we got Jim Carrey as this banker, right? Stanley Ipkiss, and he's played with Cameron Diaz, and um, who pay who plays uh, Tina Carlisle. And can I just say the only time I've ever found Cameron Diaz attractive was in this movie. Like this, Cameron Diaz was grade A you know, top, top sirloin or whatever you guys want to call it. Like, dude, she was, she was just, she was phenomenal. I can't even say phenomenal. I use that word too many times. Shut up. Um, Cameron Diaz was just, she was banging in this movie. It just, yeah, dude. Like, I think I was about four years old when this movie came out. So I probably didn't watch it till I was about like five or six or something. But that's, you know, I, I wasn't noticing girls, but Cameron Diaz, she was, you know, I would watch the movie and I had to like, I remember my deals would like come by and be like, dang, dude, like, what are you watching over there? And like, they would just give me crap. And, you know, my mom would turn around and, you know, then she'd be like, he's not looking at it for that or whatever. But Cameron Diaz for sure. Bam. She, that was the best she's probably ever looked. Um, but to move on from that, um, we got, we got Peter Green who plays Dorian, which is, which is the bad guy in there. Um, if you guys don't know who Peter Green is, he's, he's actually Zed from uh from pulp fiction you remember you remember um the dude that bruce willis takes his bike you know he's like zed's dead baby <laughs> he's like who's whose bike is this it's not a bike it's a chopper oh well whose chopper is this it's zed's who's zed zed's dead baby <laughs> um sorry i had to get that out uh every time i, I see him I'm, that's the first thing i think of but anyways we got this banker he finds this mask who um the mask kind of gives off um it's it comes from the from the um the, from the god of mischief right Loki, and whoever uh, puts on this mask at nighttime, um it turns them into like their their inner self, and for Jim Carrey it just ha- or excuse me for Stanley Ipkiss it just happened to be um like this wild wacky cartoon character who's just super animated dude and I swear. If you guys ask anybody in my family who I would, like would resemble like as like a child, <laughs> um, they'd probably all say Jim Carrey, like without a hand or without a doubt. Um, you know, they they would just all be like, no, like Jim Carrey, like you know, Crimson is a is a Mexican Jim Carrey. <laughs> but from the scene to where you know he's he puts on the mask for the first time, and he's going down that hallway. And he sees like that quiet sign and he's just going down the hallway and he's like, <sighs> and then the floor starts creaking as he's walking and he keeps going and he keeps going. And then all of a sudden this freaking alarm clock <laughs> just pops out of his pocket and he's like, Ooh, <laughs> and like, he's like looking everywhere and he's, and then all of a sudden he's like, you know, he's catching it, right? <laughs> he's catching it. And then he can't he can't catch the freaking alarm clock that's going off and he doesn't want to disturb his landlord. 
And it's hilarious to me because he pulls out a freaking mallet, like the Harley Quinn mallet, right? He pulls out this mallet, huge as heck, out of his pocket. And this, <laughs> and this alarm clock, as soon as he sees it, he just starts shitting fucking gears. And he's just like, okay, like he's just tweaking. And Jim Carrey's just like smashing, smashing, smashing. And all of a sudden, the alarm clock turns his back. Jim Carrey gets on top of it and just goes wham and he's like snooze (laughs) and then the lady comes out and she just like she just starts screaming and then Jim Carrey screams back at her and she pulls out this shotgun and he just starts bouncing all over the place oh my god dude I I love that movie so freaking much I the scene all the scenes in that movie from the one that happened immediately after that with like the car the dude honking the car at him um, to the part where he's, uh, where he pulls out that Tommy gun, um, ah, dude, I, I, if you guys can't tell by now, I, I love that movie, it's, it's, it's hilarious to me, I could watch it over and over and over, dude, it's, it's, I don't, I don't know how somebody could get, could get tired of the mask, that's actually something that my wife and I, um, when we first started dating, you know, I had like this, on my, um, Apple account, I got like 300 and something movies that like I've, I've bought, right? Because I don't believe in pirating movies. And it's so much easier to carry a digital copy of like movies around, right? As opposed to like the, the actual, you know, Blu-ray disc. And I don't even have a, I don't even think I have a CD player anywhere in my, in my home, to be honest. Everything's all digital. Um, even my Xbox, it's, it's all digital. Um, but the, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'm sorry. I just thought of the part where, I just thought of the part where Jim Carrey was like, he pulls out that French poodle for that dude. And he's like, sorry, like he deflates it. And he's like, sorry, son, the dog was rabbit had to put it down. <laughs> but um, yeah, so my wife and I, we were trying to watch, we were trying to find, uh, we were boyfriend, girlfriend back then, obviously. Um, we were trying to find this movie to watch. And I was like, oh man, like, you know, what, what can I put on? What, what's something funny that, you know, maybe I can hear her laugh for the first time or something. I don't know. Um, no, nah, it wasn't for the first time. Shit, I'm, I'm the, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a giggle man. <laughs> I make all the, no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but, uh, yeah, so, um, so I put on the mask and immediately she's like, oh, I know this movie. And she started quoting it too. I'm like, you know what? All right, this, I might be onto something with this girl. You know, I might, you know, this one, this one might be a little game changer for me. Cause if she knows the mask and she can quote it, oh man, it was, it was just a good time. Um, but yeah, I think I spent entirely too long on the mask. Um, but the next one I'll get into my number two pick. All right. This is a movie that kind of got me more into like the dark world of, I guess, like comic books. Um, so I've always kind of like, as far as like my music and as far as like, you know, my clothes and other things like that, I've always been more on like the, um, I get, I guess it's called goth or emo, but it's, you know, I'm, I don't put on, you know, I don't wear like the, the big boots or anything, or I don't put on like the black makeup or put on like the, like the, um, like the black nail polish or anything. But I've always listened to like heavy metal. Like I've been listening to heavy metal since my mom introduced me to Metallica at like 10 or nine. And I've always loved like, you know, Black Delilah Murder. Um, I, I, I'm a huge fan of the As I Lay as I lay dying band. Um, so that like anything that's like punk rock, um, heavy metal, um, you know, just any type of rock to be honest is, is just a huge deal in my world. But as far as, as watching things that were dark, I never really got into, um, like movies or characters that were, that had like a darker purpose. So as far as like movies, like I love scary movies, um, but when it comes to like a superhero kind of like anti-hero movie, um, I think I watched The Punisher like once, um, and it was like the older one, and I, I couldn't really get into it. It might have just been how the movie was made, um, but this movie definitely made me want to look into more like more deeper, darker stuff um, as far as like the comics goes, and this movie is Hellboy. Now, Ron Perlman as Hellboy was the perfect, one of the most perfect castings, like, I think even to this day, like, if you go onto his Twitter, like, this dude will still talk about, you know, how he, how he would love to come back, come back as Hellboy, right, um, we have Selma Blair, 
who plays um oh I forgot what her last name was, but she plays Liz and she's like she's that girl who's can't control her emotions and every time she gets pissed off, um she she just sets like the whole the whole thing on fire, like literally. Um but that movie it my my family is like very Christian, you know, you know, I'm that's that that's like the type of household that we grew in. So me watching a movie like this was, you know, I was a little worried that my mom might have been no. Um, she, you know, was going to be like, nah, like you, you can't watch stuff like that because it, it's called Hellboy. You know, he's a he's a son of Satan or whatever. But my parents or my mom let me watch it and or, or let all of us watch it. This movie came out in what, oh, four, I believe. So I actually, she probably didn't have much say in it. Now that I'm thinking about it, she probably just was like, oh, Hellboy, like don't tell your dad or something. I don't I don't remember. Um but Hellboy, Hellboy's dope, dude. Um, again, another movie with John Hurt. Uh, he plays uh, Professor Broom, <clears throat> who I he, he played the father figure, right, for Hellboy, and I, it it started off where um, like in World War Two, and the Nazis were um, oh, what were they doing? They were they were like opening up that portal, and um, Hellboy happens to like slip out, and he's a little baby, looking like a little monkey type deal. But um, Professor Broom um, gets him with like gets his um, gets his attention with like some paydays or or um, maybe it was Baby Ruth actually that might have been what it was. Hold on, let me uh, yeah let me let me actually I need to look that up because now I'm curious. I think it was one of the one of those two candies. Um, but he just busts the candy out and he and he opens it. And he's around all these different soldiers. Busts the candy out and he gets Hellboy's attention with that. And I was like, okay, you know, I, I can, you know, getting, getting, getting the, bringing the, luring, luring the kid with some candy, you know, old gimmick. Um, and we see that, that huge, that huge fist on, on that, that little character, which is Hellboy. And I was like, all right, you know, I can, oh, it's Baby Ruth. Sorry. It was a Baby Ruth candy. Just saw it. Um, and it was, it was dope. Um, I, I really liked the, like the edgy darkness. Um, we see the, the, um, uh, that Ras- Rasputin guy come out and he's just like covered in blood, right? And I was like, oh man, like, all right, this movie's getting darker. Um, Abe, which was played by, oh, who was it? Um, Doug Jones. Yeah, Doug Jones played played the the aquatic character, Abe, um, which he can like, you know, he puts his hand on something and he can pretty much just read it, right? Um, it, he played, he, it was awesome. Um, I, I loved the whole movie. Um I remember watching it for the first time and I didn't know much about this character. So it was really like an eye opener to me on how like something could be this dark and still be considered like a superhero. That's why he's, you know, on my list, obviously. Um, but the, the, the whole movie was great. Um, and he, the, how Hellboy was like kind of, um, not kind of, he, Hellboy was like kind of stalking, I guess. Um, there was that kind of word again. But he's he's stalking um, this FBI agent that that father had picked. His name was John Myers, and Hellboy's like, all right, like he he was just giving him crap at first, but then John Myers ends up like trying to get with Liz because Hellboy, it, as you guys know, if you guys watch the movie, um, he's all red, right? He's this huge like colossus, big you know dude with like a like a like a Titan hand, pretty much, um, which is as we find out later is a key. Um, that he like puts his hand in there and he unlocks stuff um, that that happens to do like with you know hell and all that. But John Myers is like coming in and swooping up his lady because because uh, Hellboy is like filling Liz, so he's taking her on dates. He's doing all this stuff and Hellboy like I remember <laughs> I remember he, I remember that scene where he's like sitting on top of um oh, it was like a, it was like a building like he's chatting in it's probably like some apartment building, but he's chopping it up with that kid. And, um, he's like, watch, and, like, uh, the kid's like, oh, he must be getting tired, he's yawning, and, and he's like, oh, he, uh, Hellboy's like, oh, classic move, he's like, watch, he's gonna put his arm around her, and sure enough, he calls it, and he puts his arm around Liz, and then all of a sudden, dude, he, Hellboy just chucks a rock at the back of Myers's head, and Myers is like, oh my god, like, what happened, and, like, he's just looking around, and he just, like, I don't know, the way he just, like, messed up that part of their date was, was crazy, but, eh, it was, it was a good movie. Um, the villains were dope. Um, that creature, Samael, that was that was really dope. The CGI sucked, but for the time, uh, the CGI sucks now. But for the time, it, it was great. Um, I, I watched it. and I remember I was like, oh, okay, that's a little intimidating. Um, 
what was the, uh, oh, what was the dude at the end, uh, um, yeah, the Rasputin dude, but no, there was, um, oh, what was his name, Carl Grogan, or Gro, Cro, Cronin, 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 something like that, but the dude that's all silent, and, um, he, like, kept turning things on him, and he had, like, those, those blades that would just, you know, he, the guy that killed father, um, that was a great villain, I think he was actually more scary than, than, um, than the Rasputin guy, um, so yeah, great villains all around, actually, the second movie wasn't too bad as well, um, with the whole brother and sister entanglement, um, that, that was pretty cool, I, I like the second movie too, now that I think about it, the one that came out in 2019 though, man, that movie, that movie sucked, and I was looking forward to it, it had, uh, the dude from Stranger Things, Hopper, and I was like, man, like, like, it, I had such high hopes, I remember my wife and I were watching it last year, or two years ago, wait, yeah, two years ago, right? Yeah, oh, geez, we're in 2021 right now. Anyways, um, yeah, my wife and I were watching it, and I was like, babe, I'm gonna turn this crap off, like, it, it just sucked, um, I, I didn't care for it, horrible acting, horrible, just horrible storyline altogether, um, yeah, I, I didn't care for it, but this one, this one was a game changer, um, it, it really got me, like I said, looking into, into darker things as far as, you know, comics and, and, you know, what I watch on TV, but, Without further ado, um, I'm just going to get into my number one. And this movie, this movie is not the biggest reason why I love, I love the DC universe or the DC comics, I guess you can say. Um, but this movie is probably my number one pick for probably this one and Nightmare Before Christmas are one of my number one picks for movies of all time. And like I said, it was DC. So maybe you guys already guessed it, but it is the Dark Knight movie with Christian Bale as Batman and Bruce Wayne that came out in 2008. Now in 2008, I remember I was in basic. I was, um, I had to go to AIT right after that. And, um, I, I didn't really, I, I couldn't really follow this movie because, um, like, as far as, like, the trailers and casting and all that, um, so I went into this movie without knowing a whole lot except for that Christian Bale, um, was gonna be Batman, and, well, obviously because of the, because of the dark, or, um, the Batman, Batman Begins movie, um, so I, I didn't even watch that for some reason, I think that came out, like, what, in 06 or 05? Um, I didn't even watch that because, um, somebody, oh, I can't remember what happened. Somebody told me like, oh, it's not even worth your time. And I was like, what? And I, I just never got around to it for some reason. So I actually saw this one before I saw the, the Batman Begins movie, which in my opinion, the whole Dark Knight series is one of, or excuse me, the whole Nolanverse series is one of the best series to ever bless the big screen. Um, I, I freaking love those movies. I, you know, I, at, right after I seen the Dark the Dark Knight movie, I went back and watched the, the, um, Batman Begins movie, and, ah, I just, I, I fell in love with this whole series, so, when, when Dark Knight Rises came out, I was already, I was geeked for it, I was, I was so ready, but, anyways, (laughs) so this movie drops, um, like I said, I barely knew anything about the casting, I knew Heath Ledger was, was set to play the Joker, and I believe he was the only villain, um, that I had heard anything about, so I was like, oh, well, pretty much he's the only villain in the whole movie, right, but besides the mob, um, so I was looking forward to this and I was like, okay, so I remember I was in AIT and I went to go watch it. It was still in theaters. I was like, all right, cool. So me and my friend, um, Christopher Steely, who, um, who's actually in a metal band as well. Um, I actually, I need to find that dude. I haven't been in contact with him for, in contact with him for a hot minute, but anyways, um, I know I'm just over here thinking about people I lost contact with. Um, but yeah, so the dark Knight comes out, I go to watch it at the theaters and I remember one of the people we went with a group. So it was like five of us, me and Chris are sitting next to each other, not on a date. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so me and Chris are sitting there and he just looks over at me after that scene with the with the whole um, bank rob, right, right, the the beginning scene with like the bus, and um, the bus, you know, backs in, and then they go back in line with everything else. Um, he just looks over at me and he's like, "Dude, what the freak?" And I'm like, 
dude. I, like, I know. I, I know. Like, there's a reason why Batman is literally, in my opinion, the best comic book character in the freaking world, dude. Like, it, like, like this, that just set the tone for this movie. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, we see, um, the Batmobile pop in when, you know, Batman's going against the scare, going against Scarecrow. Um, and, ah, dude, like this movie all around was just amazing. It, it, there's nothing wrong with this movie to me, to be honest. Um, I did a podcast with, um, I did, I did, I featured on a podcast episode with Comic Misfits and, um, and we were, we were just kind of chopping it up beforehand. And, um, one of the things that, that, um, that Pedro was saying was that, um, you know, how he, how he didn't really care for the movie. And I was like, okay, like, you know, I could, I could kind of see why his reasons were, you know, at the, in the whole time, like Batman was not a detective. And I was like, okay, like I, I can agree with that. Like, yeah, I can see like the only time he's really a detective is when he's actually like pulling like the ballistics from the, from the shattered, um, uh, fragment or bullets bullet that was in in like the brick right i was like okay like yeah that's kind of the only time we see him use his detective skills but i think with the way that this movie went like he kind of didn't need it like he kind of was just figuring things out as he went and like they didn't really explain it because it didn't need to need to be explained right um but this movie for freaking sure not only in just superhero films but just films and you know i guess everything as far as comics is one of the best things to ever happen. I I love the casting. Michael Caine as as Alfred was one of the best castings for Alfred ever. Um, I did like uh, what was his name? Michael Michael Gow, and um, yeah, Michael Gow and um, oh, what's the dude's name from Gotham? Ah, I I can't remember. Um, but he was a badass dude too. But the dude um, the dude that played Alfred in Gotham, he was pretty dope as well. Um, but Michael Gow, you know, he just he was super nostalgic. Um, he's the one that played um, Alfred for um, the Batman, the Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin movies. And um, it, it was, it was, it was good because Michael Caine. The honestly, the only thing I knew about Michael Caine before he was in The Dark Knight was from uh, the Austin Powers movie. <laughs> um, so I knew he was funny. I just didn't know much about him. But in this movie and in and in the whole Nolan verse trilogy, he was just he's freaking amazing. Um, I loved his connection with Bruce Wayne, how he was just he kind of like sunned him at times when he needed to be sunned. Right. And in this movie, like, oh, well, actually, in yeah, yeah, in this movie, he he, he just he fit the role so well. Um, and, and I and I really I really enjoyed how they did it. Um, Heath Ledger as the Joker. One of the only things I knew from Heath Ledger was obviously Brokeback Mountain. Um, I never watched that movie, um, but I have seen, was it 10 Things I Hate About You, when the one movie with um, Julia Stiles, so I knew he was like a rom-com kind of kind of guy just based off of that movie, um, but I, I loved that movie as well, but I wasn't, I was looking forward to, to see how he was going to do this, and this Joker, hands down, besides the voice of Mark Hamill for, you know, the Joker in the Batman animated series, is is the best thing to have for ever happen to this movie. Um, the way that he plays Batman in this whole movie, just amazing. I I I couldn't get enough of it. It's a shame that you know he he passed away. It definitely took the world by shock. Um, I actually remember. I think I remember hearing about it um, a little bit after watching this movie because it this movie. Oh no, he might have passed away um, before this movie actually re- was released or before I seen it or something. I, I remember this movie was in, in the theaters for a while. Um, but Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon, uh, dope, amazing. Um, I, I love his, his portrayal of Commissioner Gordon. Um, I didn't I didn't really care for... the Well, the only thing I really didn't like of this movie was, was Rachel Dawes' character. Um, she just kind of got whiny to me, to be honest. But as far as Two-Face... Uh, what was his name? Aaron Urquhart. Um, freaking amazing. The CGI. It was. It was so. It was. It was so disgusting to like look at him when he's laying on the on that hospital table, right? And he's got like half of his face fried off, and you know he he remember when he took a drink in the bar, and it just comes like dripping out of his cheek because he has no cheek there. Um. Oh, dude. It, this overall, like I said, this this movie was just freaking great. 
Um, I could, I've probably seen it more times than I can count. Um, I know my son, um, junior, he, he, he loves this movie. All, all my kids, you know, they've, they've seen this movie and they know that it's, that it's one of my favorites. So it just naturally been, I guess, turned into one of their favorites as well. And, and that to me just shows, I mean, they were like four and five watching this movie, like understanding it. So I don't know, man, I, I really think that, you know, this movie just, it's just something different. It's something, you know, something that needs to be, you know, put into some archive one day. And in case I, you know, in case somebody ever does get trapped on an island, um, you know, it's something they can take with them and be like, hey, you know, we got a little survival pack. You know, here's your here's your Dark Knight, <laughs> um, you know, movie for for you. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm just going to close it off with with that. You know, my number one, my number one pick for this whole you know, trapped on a trapped on a on a deserted island. Top five superhero movies. What I would bring. Um, yeah, Dark Knight. Dark Knight was number one. <laughs> um, but once again, guys, uh, you know, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you guys got any recommendations as far as um, just any any episodes that are coming up, I think my next one I'm going to try to do is either going to be Game of Thrones related or Harry Potter related. Uh, so, you know, definitely if you guys are fans of either of those, um, fandoms, you know, look forward to that. Um, I'll probably, you know, probably do something in one of those two. Um, you know, drop, drop, just drop a like, drop a, drop a follow, um, drop a share, um, on my Instagram page. It's the, uh, catching up with Crimson podcast. Um, yeah, just, you know, hit me up there. If you guys got any recommendations on any shows you want, and I'll be more than happy to give you guys a shout out on the show and be like, Hey, you know, so-and-so gave me this recommendation for the show. Um, but yeah, and on the next one, on the next episode, I'll, you know, I'll most likely, if I can't get it, get it to you guys on either Monday or Tuesday, I know we got Easter coming up. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have one next, next Friday. Um, and then I think on that episode, I'll, I'll touch up on the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier again. Um, and that by by that time, we'll have episode four. Oh, speaking of Falcon and Winter Soldier real quick. Um, I've been hearing some rumors about the MCU going to be bringing in Wolverine. So let's see how that plays out. Yeah, let's see how that goes. Um, not too sure what's happening there. But, you know, that'll, that'll be interesting. Because we definitely didn't get the X-Men that we were promised. Or not promised. We definitely didn't get the X-Men we were all the X-Men character that we were all looking forward to in um, WandaVision. So, yeah, let's look forward to that. Um, you know, if you guys haven't seen The Dark Knight, get your booties out there and go see it. That movie is freaking awesome. But like I said, you guys hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up on um, yeah Instagram. My, my handle there is the Catching Up With Crimson podcast. And um, hit me up on Twitter, too, if you guys you know, don't have an Instagram for whatever reason. Um, it's at DadaFet. But for sure, um, thank you guys for listening, and this has been a great episode, and I will catch you on the next episode of Catching Up with Crimson. Thanks for listening again.